0: 6. We're going to the book of First Timothy, and we're going to begin in chapter number 6. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for how you're going to feed us tonight. We thank you, Father God, for how our lives will be different, Father God. We thank you, Father God, because you love us enough, Father God, to send forth your word. You, now, Father God, we just give you praise, and we give you glory, Lord God. And we honor you, Father God, for all that you're doing, all that you're yet going to do. We thank you, Father God, for how you're going to make us better people for the kingdom of God. Father, we just glorify your name. Now, Father God, we ask that you allow me to decrease and that you will increase. And, Father, we just give your name praise and glory for right now. This we ask in your silent Jesus' name. Amen, amen. amen. 1 Timothy chapter number 6 is where we're going to begin tonight. Been contemplating uh, for the past couple of weeks in regards to this word, and uh, felt maybe I was a bit to move from this, but the Lord would not allow that to be so. So we're going to deliver what God has delivered, told us to deliver. You know, a lot of times we we hear a lot of messages about uh, prosperity and what you're going to get out, you know, out of things and uh, walking in the way of God and in His kingdom and. But there's some times, God says, there's some things that we don't understand about uh, the way we should live. So tonight, uh, we're going to, as the Holy Spirit has said, that the title, uh, if we need a title for a message or a thought that we will carry throughout this week, it will be called Godliness. Godliness. Uh, God said we need to uh, share with the people about Godliness. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. And we are going to begin reading at verse six. We always like participation. Amen. Amen. Uh, First Timothy chapter number six, beginning at verse number six. Verse six says, "But godliness with, with contentment is what." Great game. It says, "Great gain." Godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, a lot of times people don't understand godliness. They, you know, they don't quite understand uh, Christianity because the first thing they want to say about our life as a Christian is that we live a boring life. And that's probably because they're so used to drama. They don't understand peace when peace comes. So, but, but God's word says, godliness with contentment is great gain. So, what is God? godliness? Godliness is reverence for God. Godliness is being dutiful to, to toward God, being respectful, uh, having a devotion with and before God. Godliness is also holiness, and godliness is being obedient. So, so, but these are some things in our everyday life that, that we recorded about uh, what we display as far as godliness, examples of, of godliness in our everyday life. and and, and To live a godly life means uh, living the Christian life, living the Christian life, being a disciple for the Lord, and it also means following the Lord day by day, (laughs) following the Lord day by day, not today and not tomorrow. Uh, I'm not uh, today I'm going to follow God and tomorrow I'm going to follow the ways of the world. Because see, I, I think on Sunday we heard about the, 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 the spiritual, how we can mix spiritual and words and the world and we will become the fools. So we have to continue to have, we mix spirit with spirit, not spirit and the world. So, and the next thing it says, an example of, of godliness is giving a cup of water to someone, doing an act of kindness. It also means uh, to 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 display love toward one's family and having a positive attitude toward forgiveness. So those are just some some examples of of, of godliness, and I'm quite sure you all have your own, you know, things that you do in everyday life that displays godliness. But God says, godliness with contentment is great gain. So what is contentment? Now. Contentment is a state of mind. Contentment is a state of mind, is a calm and a satisfying feeling, and listen to this, freedom from mockering and complaining. Contentment freedom from mockering and complaining. So in order for us to be godly, God says, with godliness, con- uh, contentment is great thing. So I said, God, what, what, what is it that the people need to know? What do we need to know? That in, Boston, in the life of godliness, uh, God says saying, uh, godliness is a great thing. He said nothing about money being a great thing, but he says godliness is a great thing. So what do I, or what do you gain in living the life of godliness? First of all, God says, uh, we will gain the Father to be our Father, the Heavenly Father. We have the knowledge of God and knowing that He is our Heavenly Father. See, we can go, we can go to God at any given time and our Father will will hear us. So that's a gain from godliness. And then the next thing God says in godliness, the things that we're going to gain, we're going to gain Jesus Christ as our teacher. Hmm. We will gain Jesus Christ as our teacher as well as our advocate. So in other words, when we sin, you know, we can double Jesus. See, that, that, that's something we have on our side as we live an ungodly life. It also says that uh, in, in walking in the life of godliness, one of the gains is to have the resources and comfort of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's powerful, but understanding and knowing that we don't have to do anything on our own. We've got the Holy Spirit to be our guide. So God, God is saying godliness, it, it, a godliness with contentment, we have that state of mind to be satisfied in being saved. I mean, he says be satisfied. And he said that godliness is... Is a great gain. And also, what we gain from living a life of godliness is deliverance from the bondage of all, all of our addictions. We gain Amen. deliverance from the bondage. Anybody know that addiction is a bondage. Amen. So, to live the life of godliness, then we are set free from that bondage. Also, it says godliness, is the things that we're going to gain, is freedom from the chains that bounds us to our hands. So isn't it awesome to know that 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 if we can be content and have that state of mind to live that godly life, God is saying there's gain in godly living, there's there, there's gain in salvation, there's gain in serving Jesus Christ. So there's gain there. He says that there's gain. But godliness with contentment is he didn't just say gain, but he said it's a great gain. Godliness is a great gain. And verse number 7 says, for we brought nothing into, into this world, and it is certain uh, we can carry nothing out. Listen, when you change your day, uh, you forget about what's going to go behind your heart. So if you got all this money, you can forget about it because it's not going with you. When we came into this world, we came naked into this world, and when we leave this world, somebody's going to dress up, and then we're going to be placing and, and in the tomb, and from that, we will carry nothing with us when we leave from this place. So it's important that we understand about God, Godliness. He says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain. In other words, you can be positively sure that we will carry nothing out of this world. So all that we accumulate, which was the most, most, uh, uh ultimately the most powerful thing that we need to have on our side is Godliness. Then verse number eight says, and having food and raiment and clothing, let us be there with content. The Have you ever seen somebody that's never set aside anything? Yes. You know, once you get one thing, you want more. You know, and especially when it comes down to money, you know, you get a little bit of money, you want more money. You know, yes. the, more money you want, the more money you make, and i discovered this, the more money that you make, the more you're going to spend. And you always can see something that's the way advertisement is. You can always see something you think that you want. And it'll land at your house and all that and you'll decide for a few days. And that's now just so well. So 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 we we don't need to get God. That we do not need to get caught up in all this materialistic stuff. And and we're going to, through the scripture, we're gonna see what God says about that. Then the verse number nine says, but they that watch this y'all. But they that will be rich fall into what? Temptations. Ever. Why? They that will may not be rich now, but he says they that will be rich will fall into temptations and a snare. Okay. of times we were ever how about we want we want to be rich, we won't have all this money, we want to be comfortable, we want to be me this and be this. Yep. But according to God's word. Riches, temptation comes with riches. Yes. Hmm. Snares come with riches. Has anybody had a, you know, a little sum of money, and, yes. and let me know, you know, you know you know, you fall into some temptations because it comes, it, it attracts temptation. And then they say, says, and a snare, and watch this, and into many what? Foolish. foolish and okay, word, hurtful lust me about these riches now. Uh-huh. Huh. Not only thought it was the temptations and the snare, but it committed foolish hmm, and hurtful lusts uh-huh. which drowns men in destruction. See, all these and, and prediction. see, what's happening is when we take on the, the, the that, that bridge, the riches, not saying that God doesn't want to bless them. That's not what I'm saying. But when the total focus is money, 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 uh-huh. you're going to be consumed by that God and saying. And it comes with a lot of, a lot of temptation and stuff. Things that. reverence and devotion and holiness holy living toward God. Obedience toward God. Verse 16 in Psalms 37 says, what's that first two words? A, A what? Yes. A little. A little that what kind of man has? Right. A righteous man. Half is better than the riches of many who? Wicked. Wicked. So God's word is telling if you've got a little bit of new riches. I mean, you better off than a person who got a whole lot and, and and living wickedly according to God's word. So it's okay to have a little little you're living righteous. It's nothing wrong. There's nothing the wrong with it according to God's word. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter number fifteen. Proverbs is right after the book of Psalms. Proverbs chapter number fifteen. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Talk about this is, this is where is. Proverbs chapter number 15, looking at verse number 16. Are we there? Amen. Proverbs 15, uh, chapter 15, verse number uh, 16 says, Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble that we So uh, is that that powerful? So, so, see, sometimes we worry about what we don't have. But when we really apply to that what we have to what God says about it, we're really better off when somebody's got a whole lot. You know, you can have a whole lot of money and be sick, don't you know, that all the doctors in the world can't hear you. You know, I mean, your home can be messed up. I mean, you can have all kinds of stuff. But, but the, the, the point is that some things money just cannot buy. Money can't buy you joy. Money can't buy you peace. So God is saying that. us, Better is that little. Now, I don't know why God is speaking to us like this, so maybe somebody worried about how much money they got. I don't know. Uh, but God said we need to be worried about our Godly living. Amen. Because Godly living will cover great gain. You see, when you have great gain through the love of Jesus Christ, He'll bring everything that you need. Amen. Now, let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter number 6. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. Going back to 1 Timothy chapter number 6. Look at verse number three. Verse number three. We're going to hang out a little bit in Timothy for a minute. And then we're going to go to some other um, back to Psalms. Now, 1 Timothy chapter number 6, verse number 3 says, If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. In other words, if they teach anything else besides that doctrine of godliness, this is what the word of God says about that, the, uh, what God says about that individual that does not follow uh, the doctrine of godliness according to God's word. The word of God says he is proud, <laughs> means he's fucked up. And then it goes on to say, no, way, nothing. See, when we don't follow the way of dumbness, God said, We don't know nothing. Else. When you kick something else inside dumbness, you know, God said, You don't know anything. He said, You put up. Then he goes on he said, But uh, dying about questions and strife of words. In other words, confusion. Oh, confusion. It's all about confusion. It says, Where are we coming envy, strife, reverence? Reverence is, is medicine uh, or dispute. Says evil surmising, and surmising means suspicion. See, all of this comes from we don't follow the doctrine of God. Then verse 5 says, the, the uh, perverse disputing of meaning of what kind of mind? Right. They got corrupt minds. Because they don't understand the way of Godliness. See, so you got corrupt minds, and, and he goes on to Satan, and they're destitute of the truth. And those the heard, they don't know nothing about the truth. That they're destitute of the truth. Watch this. Supposing that gain, y'all remember that word about gain, godliness is contentment is great gain. Yeah. Here, if they don't teach about uh, uh, the doctrine of godliness, they say, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdrawal by faith. What are you saying? God. Look at the word gain that it meant money. Mm-hmm. Supposing that gain, or supposing that money is governance. God money is not godliness. Money is not god But see, he said if anybody can teach you know how all you he hear sometimes is all the prosperity, prosperity, prosperity gospel? You know, you know, it's about what you have, you know, it's about how much you can possess, what you drive, where you live, and all that mess, how much money you got, what kind of bank you got. God said, no-uh. He said, from those type of people, you know God's word is powerful. He said, from those type of people, he goes on and he says but godliness with is, is great game not money is great game but godliness is great game godliness is great game now let's look at 1 Timothy chapter number 2 Still dealing with godliness and we're going to deal with verse number 1 talking about godliness now we're going to bring it home a little bit closer chapter 2 verse 10 amen chapter 2 First Timothy, verse one, it says, "I exalt, therefore, that first of all, supplication. Supplication is a request. Prayers. Hear that word, prayers. In the Greek, it means worship. It says, request, prayers, or worship. Intercessions. Intercession. The Greek meaning of intercession means having an interview. In other words, one on one with God." These things are first. He said, And giving of thanks be made for all men. Watch verse two. For kings and for all that are in authority, leadership. That we may lead a what? Quiet quiet and what? Peaceable life and all what? Governance and honesty. Government. Leadership. 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 He's talking about in the leadership. Those that are in authority. We have to live a quiet, a peaceable life, and a life of God, a life that reverence God, a life that adores God, a life of good will and, and honesty. And verse three says, For so this is what? Good. For so this is good and acceptable in the sight of who? In the for so a godly life is acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God. Now we're always talking about we don't want to we want to please God. And the way we please God, a God can live a godly life. He said, if you want to please me, just live a godly life. That's all you have to do. Because the word of God says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, I will see you. Now let's look at 1 Timothy, chapter number 3. And we're almost done, you Chapter number 3, verse number 16. Chapter number 3, first, we're still in First Timothy, which is still talking about godliness, godliness. Still talking about godliness. 1 hmm. Timothy, chapter number 3, looking at verse number 16. 16 says, and without controversy, in other words, uh, uh, an undeniable truth, Watch what God says about godliness, and without controversy, or ungodly, or a, a, a undeniable truth, He says, "Great is the what? Mystery of godliness. Hmm. Godliness is a mystery. So, so what's a mystery? A, a, a mystery is a hidden truth. Hmm. A hidden truth, something that is concealed." something that is concealed. But I said, God, what is it about godliness this? you're saying that it's, it's a mystery? It, it, it's, it is a mystery. Because it says, God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed all in the world, and received up into glory. So, okay, God, what is this mystery about godliness? Because it says, it, there's a hidden truth there about God. And I said, first thing God says, we have to understand this, that there are, we have two natures on the inside of us. See, there's the union of two natures. There's the divine nature that in us as well as our human nature. So we have two natures that live on the inside of us. So, so we may say, well, I I, I can't live a godly life. I, it, it, it seems like I'm having a hard time doing that. Now, before I want you to keep your fingers on First Timothy, and let's go to I believe 2 second. Okay, I understand I mean, you know, um, it's, it's difficult to live a godly life. And we're going to see what God says about living this godly life. Second Peter chapter number 1, and we're going to uh, verse number 3. Are we there? Amen. Second Peter chapter number 1, verse number 3. This is what the Lord says. So God says, you know, what we need is scripture tonight. All right, verse number 3 says, according as his divine what power, power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and what godliness. godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So God says. Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse number 27. We're going to deal with the divine nature first. This is what we have. The first nature that we have is a divine nature. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 27. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his what? Own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So the first the first nature that we have, because God breathed his breath into us, he breathed himself into us. We have a divine nature. That's the first nature that we have. Now, the second one is let's look at it. I think it's Philippians. I believe it's Philippians chapter number two. Let's see if Philippians chapter number two. Philippians. Hmm. Chapter number two. Remember the first nature is that divine nature God has given us. Now, we're going to look at how God did this thing in order to make us acceptable to him. Philippians chapter number two. Looking at verse number seven. Well, watch how God reverses things. Are we there? Philippians chapter number two, verse number seven. Verse seven says, "But may come." Well, I guess I need to read verse six. Verse six says, "Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, felt it not robbery to be equal with God." Verse seven but made himself of no reputation, and looked upon him, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in what? In the likeness of, of who? He was made in the likeness of me. Jesus Christ was made in our likeness. So we got you to know, see, he, God himself, through Jesus Christ, took over this nature, the flesh nature that we have today, to let us know that, yes, we can live a godly life Jesus did. He showed it. He said, He took on, he took on upon him the form, the likeness, form is the likeness of a servant and was made in the likeness of me. So therefore we can live a godly, we can live a godly life. Now let's look at John chapter number one. St. John. St. John chapter number one. I know we said we got a lot of scriptures here, there's a truth God wants to, to share. St. John chapter number 1, verse number 14. Verse number 14. Amen. St. John chapter 1, verse number 14. Verse 14 says, and the word was made flesh. Talk about God, Jesus Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me tell you something. You see, when the disciples came along back right then, the beauty of it, see, the Christ walked among them. Today, Christ walks in us. So, it's a, that, that's more powerful. He, he lives in us today. So, everywhere we go, no matter where we go, He lives on the inside of us. So, we're here with Him no matter where we go. He lives talking about We're still talking about godliness. So we're in the image and the likeness of God. Then he reverses it and he makes Jesus Christ in the likeness of man. But the Bible says something else about godliness. Remember now, godliness, godliness comes with a great name. Back to 1 Timothy, back to 1 Timothy, let's see what else does godliness do for us. What well, else Godliness does? Back to First Timothy. And we're going to look at chapter number four. First Timothy, chapter number four, hmm. Talking about Godliness. Godliness is a great thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because if I had to do it on my own, hmm. I mess it up. 1 Timothy chapter number four, see what it says, what else it says about God. Mm. Mm. Chapter four, verse number eight, Godliness. 1 Timothy chapter number four, verse number eight. It says, for bodily exercise. For all those of us who exercise and need to exercise. But it does not exempt us from doing it, amen. <laughs> It says for bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable. Godliness is gain unto all things. Godliness comes with two things. Godliness it has a, it says having promise of a life that now is and of that which is to come. So godliness comes with a promise.
1: Godliness comes
0: with a promise. So who without Live god Godly life, knowing that it comes with a promise now, in the life that we live in right now, and the life that is yet to come. But we want to see it after. That that's powerful. That's why it's so important. You see, in the Old Testament, it talks about temple blessings. You know, it talks about the Abrahamic covenant. You know, but when you go down into the New Testament, not that we're talking about. Uh, Psalms. That's those songs. We've got two other scriptures, that we're going to be done. Psalms 23. Hmm. Promises of, of God. Promises that comes with God. Promises. Anybody love promises? You see, one thing about God, you know, you can rest assured God's going to keep His promise. The first promise. I'm just going to give us a couple of them. The first promise was leading the life of Godliness. In Psalms 23, verse 1, he said, If the Lord is my shepherd, I what? I shall. That's a promise, y'all. Mm-hmm. If the Lord is your shepherd, you definitely do not have to want or not for anything. Amen. As long as he's your shepherd, he says, Uh the Lord is my shepherd, I, you better make it personal, I chapter number four. Still talking about some of the most promises. Philippians chapter number four, verse number, yeah, verse number 19. Verse number 19. And most of you probably know this verse. Philippians chapter number four, uh, verse number 19. Are we there? Okay. It says, but my God shall do what? Shall so pay. Y'all need to read that like you mean, like you know Say, but my God shall supply what all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's a promise, y'all. That that the Godness, there's some promises that come with Godness. You don't have to walk through anything. He won't withhold anything from His from His children. And then He said, I will supply all your every needs. needs tonight. He, he said, I will supply all your needs. All you have to do is walk up, right? Live a godly life it's not hard to live a godly life. God said I'll i, I, I will supply all of your needs. All of them. Hmm. Hmm. Now back to This is the last. First Timothy. Yeah, always, the other things about what God says about us and, you know, and what he'll do for us, how he'll supply. But 2 Timothy, chapter number 3, and this is what we do not want to be. Amen. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse number 5. Well, I guess I'm going to read the beginning verse in chapter 3. It says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times which these dangerous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. They're gonna be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, uh oh children, unfaithful, unholy, without natural affection, that's that homosexual lesbian spirit, truth breakers, false accusers, so that's really nothing new do on the Sunday, is it? It says fierce, the of those that are good. You have traitors, they are hated, high-minded folk. love of pleasures, more than lovers of God. And verse number five says this: Only these are having a what?
1: A form
0: of godliness. Have you ever seen the people? You know, they, they profess Christians, profess to live a life of godliness, but the godliness they 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 live and have a form of godliness. They don't have the real thing. See, when all these above things have the form of, they have the form of God, and they're denying the power uh, thereof, and then he gives an instruction. He says, From such do what? Turn, Turn away. That's wrong. See, God is telling us who you can hate with and who you can't. If you don't live a godly life. Because, in these last things, and this is where we're living in these last days, We see people that are faithful, we see people that are unholy, that are more lovers of themselves, more than.